We're going to miss you, sires and abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Yes, it is. Because we like the teen drama. <laughs> we like the show we're watching. We really like it. Trust us. That's why we keep doing it. <laughs> Speaking of things we watch and might have feelings about, I tried yeah. to watch Baywatch last night. Baywatch. Like, the new movie. Yeah, the new one, yeah. I don't know who the audience of that movie is. It, is it people who used to watch Baywatch? Here's, so here's is the, it sexy <laughs> teens? I'm not sure. The very weird thing is that it, it, I don't feel like it is sex-filled enough to be like, you know, the, the sex romp movie like mm-hmm. you get with some other things. Because um, I I did uh, watch it. It's But it's it's also very like Baywatch. It, it's, it's like it's for people who are aware of what Baywatch is. But not people who are into Baywatch. No. If you like Baywatch, you would not like it. If you're aware of what Baywatch is and then like the other jokes that are around it. Then it's for you. What I always, what I found weird about watching is that it goes from like zero to 60 of like some of its crude humor in like yeah. a minute. Like, 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 cause they'll do other jokes and like, oh, these are like a little bit, cl- you know, clever, funny jokes. He's kind of a jerk, you know, um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's character is super intense about this and it's funny. And then they'll just go like right up to like someone gets his nuts stuck in a. I know. And you're like, like why this, did we go where, there? Where did this come from? <laughs> it doesn't fit with anything that happened before or after. It's true. Yeah. So it, I stopped watching it and I watched <laughs> The Hangover instead. Okay. Is this good? Cause I'm going back to Vegas. All right. And I was like, this will be inspiration. And I was like, nope. No. No. <laughs> no. The hangover no. shall be inspiration. Well, I just like places to go. Uh, and then I forgot that it's mostly about running around. Is there a lost tiger? Okay. So other than uh, Ocean's Eleven, because I will say Ocean's Eleven is very, very pro Las Vegas. Mm. Is there any movie that takes place in Las Vegas that's like, yeah, look how awesome Las Vegas is. Like, is Last Vegas very pro-Vegas? I think so. I haven't seen it, but I've Me seen neither, people yeah. talking about it. Well, because I'm thinking, like, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is not super pro-Las Vegas. It's very drug-heavy. There's, um, well, there's Vegas Vacation. Is that... Like, of the vacation movies. But it, but the question is always, like, is it is it just in Las Vegas or is it pro-Las Vegas? Like, like The Hangover is yeah. in Las Vegas, but it doesn't show Las Vegas in a great light. Well, and it's, they like it. The funny thing is, a lot of Las Vegas movies don't show Las Vegas in a in a in like a great light. But it's somehow they're fine with it. They're like, yeah, you know what, whatever. <laughs> That's cool. Vegas can be all things to all people. People know what they're getting into. It's just like uh, Riverdale. Riverdale is all things to all people. And also, apparently, a musical. Yes. As you learned? I was at the bar on <laughs> Thursday night. Yeah. And I was talking to a young man who had just read my tarot cards. <laughs> and he informed me <laughs> that he had to take a break from Riverdale after Betty did a sexy, sad strip to Mad World. <laughs> and I was like, mm, you don't know how much you've missed. <laughs> and then That was a high that was a high point. He was like, I have to come back to it because they're doing a musical episode. And then I threw my not my drink to the ground but like my napkin was like what and he was like yeah they're doing carry the musical and i was like what so he's that's an in universe thing we see they're doing carry the musical we actually heard about it in some of the last episodes yeah we we heard been further and we didn't know it was carrie earlier no i think think we did i think i think we we just didn't pay attention no i mean i was it it was that we heard there was a musical and then i do remember carry the musical being brought up okay all right. So I'm not sure if that episode will be a musical episode or if it'll be an episode with the musical in it. And they're going to do some of the songs from the musical. Yeah, like how Glee is a musical, but for 
I mean, eventually started doing dream sequences, but at the beginning, they were actually just singing the songs. Yeah. 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 Well, they started doing dream sequences pretty quickly, actually, but... Yeah, well... You know. But, yeah. You know I mean, it was, it was a lot of, like, it's... it's but not a so lot much... of them are performances as well. Yeah, it's not the musical in the sense of, like, singing the rain, though that one also has a few performances. But, like, the musical where it's, like, a musical... It's not like Rent, where the music drives the plot forward. <laughs> yeah, or, and also does not exist in the world. Yeah. Yeah, like, you're not supposed to be aware... Like, they're the singing... The characters don't know they're singing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So they're going to do a musical, I guess, whatever that means. The show is already sort of a musical. I, I, I mean, In a bad, bad way. I guess they do use a lot of musical cues. And they use their music that the characters sing to drive the plot forward. <laughs> I guess. Mad uh, World, Kevin. We just talked about that. All right. Uh, and so we don't... I know we do, like, a Riverdale effectively podcast, but... One thing that I thought, and what we've sort of been doing, is that we've actually been very saying very, very far away from information about Riverdale. Mm-hmm. We don't listen to or look things up. Yeah, I know there's a lot of other um, uh, podcasts out there that do Riverdale that are, like, very much into the, you know, the behind-the-scenes of Riverdale, learning that stuff. I don't know. I just feel like it'd be better if we just, like, were... We... I like to be surprised. I like to be like you guys. Yeah, like... The first season, we knew that Molly Ringwald was going to be there because we saw on the... Uh... On the internet. And so we spent the entire season being like, when's Mi- Molly Ringwald Andrews coming? But I mean, now, if a special guest star comes up, it's going to be a shock. We're going to be like, whoa! Whoa, it's this person! I guess we knew that Hiram was going to be played by Mark Consuelos because we were mad about it. <laughs> well, also that came up on like n- like just news things. Yeah, like, that's true. There was no avoiding yeah, that. Yeah, they're like, Mark Consuelos is Hiram. And I'm like, okay. Like, Thanks, TV. Thanks. I guess that's good casting. <laughs> I mean, now I think they're really like, they, they're really wishing they, they actually cast like an Italian guy. Because they're trying so hard to make him Italian. Very, yeah, yeah. Um, can we talk, though, about how both of his confederates were, like, definitely from New Jersey? But they tried <laughs> to be like, no, they're not Italian. It's not the mafia. Look at their last name. Kowalski and Martin. That's, like, British and Polish. Except for when we get to the scene, which we'll get to, when, they ha- when they're eating in the restaurant, you hear, like... <laughs> you hear Italian in the background. Yeah, Italian music going on in the background. And they're, like, ver- eating spaghetti. It's, I, I swear it's the actual, like, song or tune from The Godfather. You know, that, like, I think it's a guitar. Yeah. 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 TV show has some regrets. <laughs> well, let's get into this TV show <laughs> that with has regrets. Some regrets. Uh, with... Season 2, Episode 17, The Noose Titans. The Noose Titans. Is that a movie? Probably. I just feel like they... Sometimes they just <laughs> use phrases, though. Yeah, sometimes it's just phrases. They just do what they want. Yeah. I told you, there's three different writing teams, and they each have different goals. <laughs> That's a fun way of seeing it, yeah. Yeah. They each want to do different things, and the other one's like, I guess I have to deal with this now. I like the idea that what happens is someone writes, they that they don't get the beginning of the episode before, they just get the end of it, and they're like, I guess I have to figure this out now. So the end of the last episode was that Cheryl was in, uh... The Sisters of Sobbing and Quietness. Yeah. Uh, for gay conversion therapy, which I thought they were going to, like, talk around for a while. No, they're quite blunt about yeah, it. Yeah, which, which is great, because if you're going to do something, say it. Unlike what the show does most of the time, <laughs> abortion. You don't say abortion. Um, 
so very quickly, uh, so there's a uh, song out there right now with Eminem and Ed Sheeran called River. Okay. Uh, and and uh, so we have two radio stations here in Calgary. One is Amp and one is Virgin. Amp is like a local top 40 station mm-hmm. and Virgin is like, well, it's Virgin. Yeah, Virgin Radio. Yeah. Like, it's a thing. Uh, so you get to see like the different ways they uh, <laughs> they censor things. <laughs> So in in uh, uh, River in the last uh, um, whatever one of the choruses Eminem talks t- uh, raps talks he's just talking <laughs> talk sings uh, talk sings he really is talking in the song it's bizarre uh, about how essentially like this woman was having an abortion oh yes and his one line is like um, I never wanted to terminate my baby in the uh, Virgin one they censor the word baby because <laughs> <laughs> so people just, can't figure out yeah, he's like no I want to terminate my and I'm like would that upset people and then later he says didn't want to abort and they just like squish that word together oh my god and I'm like they can't even say the word abort in a bit in a song that's clearly about an abortion they're like nah nah people can't hear that oh man then in that song by Halsey Bad at Love have you heard that one yeah you know how she says um, it tastes like Jack when I'm kissing him mm-hmm. they censor the word Jack Mm. on virgin which means it says it tastes like when i'm kissing him and i'm like which could be so so much worse (laughs) yeah so much worse oh my god Uh, (laughs) and and meanwhile on the other radio station amp they're just like yeah whatever we're fine with this yeah do it say terminate my white they censored baby (laughs) terminate my what what ch- could they possibly mean? Like, like, what is, what is, who is that for? Who is, who is that censorship for to save the, the tiny ears of some child hearing the word baby? Because <laughs> guess what? Baby's not going to know what the word terminate means. <laughs> Kids don't know what songs are about. Yeah. Genie in a bottle? Poof. Yeah. Gotta rub me the right way? Anyway, let's get back into this episode. So, uh, we're, oh, at the, yeah. we're at the Sisters of uh, Silent Sadness. Where Cheryl is more sorrowful than she ever has been before. The only thing she likes is movie night, where I guess they play <laughs> 1950s propaganda films. Yeah. And she hallucinates her friends. Though, I don't know if we're supposed to see it as she's hallucinating them, because I do not think she knows Moose is by. Then wh- what? I th- I think, I've, here's the thing, any, I always imagine everything before the credits, especially when it's Cheryl. Just assume they're doing it for the audience. <laughs> So is Cheryl not seeing Moose and Kevin then? No, she's just seeing other. I don't. Yeah, she's just seeing other people. Like it's, it doesn't make any sense. I don't because there's no way she knows Moose is by. There's no way she knows about when they went down to. Like I think we're just supposed to. Does she know though? I mean, I, she is a witch. No, she's a vampire. <laughs> yep, exactly. Never mind. Uh, she but no. At so, night. so there's like a reefer madness styled. Thing that I guess is about not going skinny dipping With or men. not being gay. I don't know. I was so confused. Like, what is this movie supposed to be showing? It's like, look at these boys. They're about to go and have some sex time as they fall their depravity. And I'm like, there's no way a gay person watching that would not just be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. So that's fine. Well, she watches that movie and silently cries because she lives in the home of silent sorrow. Uh, there is a school town hall going on, which has been taken over by the students doing a debate for the re- campaign for president. Yeah, I guess the school... I guess, man. I guess at the school, co-president <laughs> is a thing? Well, they all have running mates. So I guess, I think, I think he, I think, I think vice president is a thing. I think <laughs> just Jughead is dumb. That's fair. 
and mostly I'm just impressed by how insanely like packed this school with adults when my high school did did like their students like elections thing I didn't even know what happened yeah they're doing like serious speeches like question asking and I'm sorry when we did run for president it was like who could do the funniest speech with yeah. a dance yeah and usually the treasurer runs unopposed because only one person wants to be the treasurer exactly also they're, they, there's no, all they have is president and vice president who cares about the rest of the board? Yeah. So anyway, Jughead talks about how he dreams of a world where no one's excluded and someone speaks up for the Southside kids. And I'm like, Jughead, this TV show has never shown us the Southside kids being excluded. <laughs> All we know is that you say they are. Yeah. And I guess they say they are. Yeah. They say, no no one speaks for the Southside kids. I'm like, well, that's because you're part of the rest of the kids. Yeah, you're just all the same. They speak for all the kids. This show is very bad at showing us things. They just tell us things. Yeah, I'm like, if we show, like, other than that first episode, if we saw more of you guys getting, like, anything. Not being allowed to be in the good classes like we talked about last week. Yeah, the only thing that you're not allowed to be is not allowed to be a serpent. Then once again, I think I see them wearing their jackets again. Yeah, I think Weatherby has given up on that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you remember the D&D club? They're clearly the serpents again. <laughs> like, the D&D club wears serpent jackets. <laughs> I was like, yo, we all play a snake charmer on our D&D campaign. It's yeah. really poorly balanced. We're we're uh, we're pro, we're, we're pure blood yontees. That's a sweet D&D reference. Also, I think I pronounced it correctly. They're very bad at D&D. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Uh but the school debate is like run over by Alice and it's just it's it's a weird thing. But we do learn yeah. that Reggie has a running mate. It's Josie. Yeah. And Reggie should be Preggy because he's chill. Yeah. Reggie for Preggy, the chill president. I feel like Josie's just gonna prop Reggie up as a figurehead, which is <laughs> and she's awesome. Been doing all the work. <laughs> so good. Reggie's clearly a figurehead. Also, yep. which, do you think she was running with him before this, this all happened? happened? Or do you think she was like, okay, someone needs to step forward? Well, because originally, because uh, Josie was going to help uh, Veronica. Oh, yeah. So maybe she was like, do you not realize that me and Re- All right, you know what? Sure. Sure, I'll help I'm on you. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Betty, who's been, I guess, staying with uh, Jughead for a night. Yep. Yep. This is definitely the next day. <laughs> uh, is hiding from her mom. So her mom instead grabs FP and it's like, how can you let our children live in sin? And, and FP is like, I'm sleeping on the couch because I forgot they all live together. Yeah. So that Betty can get the bedroom. I'm like, I feel like Betty should be sleeping on the couch, Yeah, Betty guys. should be sleeping on the couch. I, I guess you're being all like chivalrous, chivalrous and stuff. Betty just sleep on the couch. FP, sleep in your own bed. Jughead, sleep wherever Jughead sleeps. <laughs> yeah, where did oh, Jughead no, no, I, I mean, always he, sleep on the couch? Yeah, you two sleep in the bed. Betty can sleep on the couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cute father-son bed sleep. <laughs> Unless it's a single bed. I guess that's... <laughs> we don't know enough about this place. They need a this. house. They should have taken the deal from Hiram Lodge. <laughs> then they could have their own bedrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Hiram Lodge, he has a very passive-aggressive talk to Luke Barry Andrews. And Molly Ringwald Andrews. Where, uh, first of all, I want to say that Luke Perry Andrews tells Hiram that he's more qualified to be mayor than Hermione because he never went to New York or prison. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't think he's more qualified. I think he's people are more likely to like him. Because he never went to New York. Because he, he's always been in Riverdale. Yeah. I think a small town is a big thing for I him. I think so, too. Well, remember, Kimberly, Kimberly hates outsiders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, know what, do you know what bugs me a lot about this? Do you remember... Six months ago, when no one would hire Hermione, her? <laughs> people are very dazzled by Andy Cohen, Kevin. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> they're like, I don't like that woman. Oh, but Andy Cohen. Oh, I love the Real Housewives. It's just it's such a twist from like what they were like. I cannot see her as an honest, good, like running person because everyone hated her because her you know her husband was Hiram, and now he now Hiram's actually there, and he's still her husband. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Anyway, everyone gets real passive-aggressive, and Molly Ringwald's like, maybe you should sign the contract releasing Luke Perry Andrews. And then Hiram's like, well, maybe Luke Perry Andrews needs to sign the non-disclosure. And then Veronica is like, parents, stop acting like children. Archie and I would just like a real clean race where we can put aside our differences, so maybe everyone should sign whatever they need to sign and be good people. I mean, Archie says that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Veronica does not care that much. (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like Veronica's speech. But it's an Archie speech. Because he, he also says, no undercutting, no, like, tricks. Oh, yeah. Way to go, Archie. <laughs> no tricks or jokes or goofs. You can't bamboozle anyone. She's <laughs> a nice, clean race. Well, there can't be a clean race, Kevin, because the mafia has come to town. Yeah, the most mafia-looking mafia guys, Lenny and Carl. <laughs> the show is full of dumb names. Arrive to be like... Hey, we're the Mafia. Let's have a private meeting, Hiram. Pretend I did that in a Jersey accent. I can't do accents. About Mafia stuff. Let the boy go aside. (laughs) So he's going to do that. All right. Um, Back at the Andrews house the next morning, Molly Ringwald and Andrews would like Archie to be there when Luke Perry Andrews announces his candidacy on Friday. And I'm like, (laughs) I thought everyone knew. Yeah. How has the storyline been going on for three weeks? And no one knows. Yeah. <laughs> because It's well, because only like two days have passed. Well, I thought they knew because the Lodges knew. I thought so too. Did Archie snitch? Archie does love to snitch. <laughs> hey, my dad's running for mayor. <laughs> what? I thought maybe everyone knew. I thought what he tells me everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> I, I broadcasted it. Was no one watching Archie Vision? <laughs> I just pres- that's how everyone knows information is just we don't we don't tell other people, they just watch Archie Vision. Everything I think goes on my channel. Hiram, Archie Vision. And Hiram's like, What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, it's channel two hundred and twenty two. Oh thank God no one goes up that high. <laughs> You can go turn on your TV. You hit like 217, and then you're just like, let's just put in one and go back to the bottom again. (laughs) I'm just going to talk to my remote. Grey's Anatomy. There's so much crime on this channel. (laughs) People don't realize that Archie Vision is facts. People are just like, oh, that's all like true crime TV shows. (laughs) Okay. Um, uh, but then something big happens, and Chick is uh, watching Chick TV in the dark. Shepard of Shoe is. Oh, uh, this is still the, that night then. Yeah, he's uh, he's poltergeisting at the TV, and uh, oh, his mom comes in. Yeah, and then she's like, "What are you doing? We need to have dinner." And he's, he's like, like <laughs> "Mom, they're here." No, that's not when they're here. No, that's... I'm doing a poltergeist. Oh, joke. <laughs> I haven't seen poltergeist. All right. So she gets like, oh, no, something's happening. And you can see the TV. They found the car. This is not a big deal. Yeah, but, but you know, Alice, Alice calls, calls FP. FP. We do close-ups on all their faces as they're all like, they found the car. Like, like, I can understand why they think it is because it's the only bit of evidence. That's connected to them. But it's... It's a car that's been in water for a week. <laughs> for an indeterminate amount of time. But if there's one thing I know about fingerprints, it's that water takes them away. Yeah, wa- yeah. fingerprints being very grease-based. 
There's no way they can survive being under a swamp. And if they can, and someone tells me that they can, I am flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. That Didn't they can- we go through this before? Oh, the gun. We thought the gun was going to surface. Oh, right. Yeah, when you threw yeah. it. And we're, and we're like, there's no way there's going to be fingerprints on that gun. That gun like, just disappeared. <laughs> that gun never came back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the car, the car came back. Because it turns out that Junkyard Steve dredges the swamp for cars. <laughs> for they, I think they call them cast-offs or something. Which makes me think, why didn't Junkyard Steve keep the car? Yeah, why did he call the police cops? Yeah, why did he be like, I'm going to see if there's any cars in this like. I found a car! Better call the police. <laughs> His plan has never worked before. And he <laughs> doesn't want to do, now, doesn't know what to do now that he got what he wanted. Like... Because well, there's nothing clearly in the car that says, this is a crime car. <laughs> and yeah, I understand finding a car in a swamp is a bad thing. But why else was he dredging it? Do people just throw, like, engines in there? Guns. Yeah, he found the gun. <laughs> He's like, well, last time I found the sweet gun. <laughs> Anyone recognize it? Anybody want a sweet gun? <laughs> I know, I like that he, that he keeps finding things, forgetting why he did it, and calling the police. <laughs> I found a boot! Junkyard Steve, you always find something. That's why you do this. <laughs> That's your goal. Oh. He's a very responsible man where he always calls the police first. Yeah. Hey, I found a boot. Can I keep it? Yes, you can keep the boot. It's like a person who finds an umbrella. <laughs> hey, I found a gun. Can I keep it? Yes, you can keep the... Wait, what? <laughs> no! <laughs> bring that to the police. Oh, no, bring the gun to the police. I should have to tell you this, Steve. So before that tangent, FP said, if anyone asks us anything, just be cool. And I'm like, re- why would anyone ask you anything? <laughs> we are really not far this ep- into this like episode, and we talked for so long. We're 24 it, minutes into the podcast. It's, it's really front-heavy with dumb and really back-heavy with dumb, but we'll try to get our way through we'll try to go this. Fast. Okay, so it turns out the mafia is just in town because they're worried that Hermione is running for mayor. Which is confusing. it's going to direct attention onto... The Lodges. The Mafia, I guess. But doesn't Hiram's existence direct attention onto them? And also, they used to... Wouldn't this be better? Because they used to own the mayor. Now they are the mayor. They will be the mayor, and they'll own the prison. And I get, I guess because, like, yeah, there's everything owning the mayor and being the mayor because there's no proof. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get how this Mafia works. We're bad at Mafia. Yeah. So, uh, we find out that the Serpents are mad that Jughead is running for president. And Jughead's like, no, it's really good. We'll get a seat well, on the school council. Just let me finish. <laughs> we'll do a, we'll get a seat on the school council. We can do anything we want. And I'm like, no, the grownups are going to override you. Yeah, we, we get a seat on the, they're on the school board. Yeah, that's there. right. Yeah. The school board. And the serpents are like, yeah, but you're running with Betty. <laughs> Betty's the daughter of the turncoat. We <laughs> hate her. And the sweepy steps aside and Betty's been sitting behind her <laughs> the entire time just like, Hello. <laughs> it's me, Betty. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> Man, I got you mid-sip. <laughs> Thanks for not spraying it all over the microphone. <laughs> I swallowed. There you, there you go. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, yeah, he doesn't like that Betty's there. And there's... Who cares? It's Who cares? Betty's like, president. but guys, I am a serpent. I did the dance. Remember I did that sad dance. And then she's like, I also did all these other things. And they're like, you did that for Jughead, not for us. <laughs> I didn't do the sweet dance for the sad dance for Jughead. Trust I did that me. for you. I just want you to know. That was that was for you guys. <laughs> He's like, no one asked you to do that. 
<laughs> no one wants it. I don't know who told you that you have to strip Sally to be part of a serpent, but she was pranking you. That's not how you get in. That's not how you get in. Not how anyone gets in. <laughs> it's so dumb. Who would do that? So anyway, the scene ends by Sweet Pea being like, as long as she's with you, you don't have our vote. And I'm like, cool, those four people aren't voting for Jughead. What a disaster. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, trying to get another way to get votes. <laughs> Archie and Reggie to get the Bulldogs votes, which much like wolves follow their alpha, uh-huh. as Reggie has said. Has told us. They're going to arm wrestle for it. And we're very worried that Archie's going to lose because he's wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> and you know when Archie just sports with a shirt on? Not as good as when he does it with no shirt. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I guess he gets a little bit more rage in him when uh, Reggie insults his dad. And his robo powers overtake him. Yeah, so he can uh, slam that fist down. <laughs> like how the bulldogs are like, well, I just, I really like Jughead's policies. I don't want to for either of you guys. Yeah, I think you're both kind of just... I think you're both kind of jerks, honestly. And you're just going to be figureheads. You know those girls are going to do everything. <laughs> Whereas with Jughead, I think he's the smart one. <laughs> I think he's the not as dumb one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Reggie for Preggie is not going to get the Bulldogs vote today. Yeah, because of this arm, arm wrestling. Wrestle. So Tony's very worried about Cheryl. Yeah. Which is good. Which is good. Tony is actually an intelligent character on this TV show. <laughs> she picks up on clues... In a very, like, in a, in a, the, the, for the clues that she picked up on are very, very smart. She says, like, okay, well, n- trust me, if Cheryl was in the Alps, she would be tweeting about it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. 100%. She's, she's like, there are no pictures. And then, but then, of course, Veronica has to come in with her weird, stilted dialogue. And it's like, <laughs> like, 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 oh, oh, no, no social media? Well, this is code red or some yeah, and you're like, stupid thing up. that I shunned out of my head exactly immediately. What is cute about this scene though is uh, <laughs> Veronica and Josie have replaced their normal gym t-shirts with campaign gym t-shirts that say their ship names. Yeah, Team Rosie and Team um, Varchi. Uh, also, they're in the, the Archie font. Adorable. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. So then there's some dumb Crit- abusive nurse Yeah. The uh the, the, the she's like like uh <laughs> is this is this where she's like trying to explain like shows like I heard when you were young your mother your yeah. grandmother dressed you up as a boy sometimes I'm like look if you know Cheryl you should know that she's very feminine yeah very yeah. feminine she just has a crazy grandma who can't see <laughs> anyway so she's like and now to get you I guess more feminine we're gonna send you to the Undercroft so you can do physical therapy Undercroft. Is in the same building. It just has a name. Yeah. 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 Um, so again, Hiram's in the public eye. This, this is the most Italian dinner that I talked about earlier. Yeah. This is where they're like in a restaurant that definitely doesn't exist in this town and we'll yeah. never see again. No, it's like a smoky Italian restaurant where they're eating spaghetti and drinking red wine. And there's like soft Italian guitar music playing in the background. And I had a question where I was like, doesn't Hiram run the mafia? But it turns out these two guys are trying to squeeze them out. No, I guess they're all like Equal him, runners. him, Larry and uh, Lenny and Carl, <laughs> and uh, Papa Poutine were like, oh yeah, like heads. Yeah. So he took over the Montreal families, yeah. and he has the New York families. I guess none of them are the Godfather, which presumably there's a Godfather. It's Hermione. It's <laughs> Hermione. If this show does not do a Godfather, I will be shocked. Maybe it's Grandma Rose. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but Archie decides this is his moment. Archie's tired of them talking smack at his hero. So he steps forward and lies. He talks about how he did all of Andre's murders. He, he, he said that he beat up... Um, uh, Nick St. Clair, which Sinclair, he did Which do. is true. But then he's like, also, I killed Papa Poutine. And also, I killed this young... This, <laughs> also, I killed this random hillbilly. So, you want to step to Hiram? You step to me in my town. <laughs> and and uh, God bless these Italians. They just no, laugh. Italian non-Italians. These the, Polish and British men. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> what a joker. And Hiram's like, Archie... <laughs> Don't claim other people's murders. What? Don't pretend to have killed Papa Poutine. <laughs> that seems like a bad thing to do. Because, you know, like, these guys. No, she's like, but I had to protect you. And Hiram's like, I guess that's sweet. Also, don't. Also, they don't care if you killed some random hillbilly. <laughs> they don't care about that. They've killed people before. You, you didn't scare them. You didn't scare them. Like, can you imagine going to a mafia guy and being like, I killed a guy once. And they're like, okay. Cool. Cool. Cool story. Did you control the industry in Bro. a city? No? All right. He should have said he was a robot. He should have. <laughs> like, you want to mess with him? And then I'm... He just, <laughs> just pulls off his skin. He's like, you mess with me. me. Ah! And then Hiram screams, and Andre screams, and, and Adam's the, the guy we just met screams. And then the Italians faint. <laughs> and Archie pats his skin back onto his chest. <laughs> and then everyone forgets about it. Except then, then, that it was broadcast on Archie Vision. Then he, then he does the um, uh, Men in Black flash denuralizer. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I guess I showed them. And they're like, showed us what? He's like, you know. You know. Deep inside. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Betty and Jughead have a meeting of the minds where they're like, no, we can't sit back while maybe people know about this car. <laughs> there's, there's, a very, uh, there's a very loose chance that we might be approached by the police Guess we better get involved. Let's approach the police first. (laughs) They said we need to be normal. Well, how do we be normal? By being dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So they force Kevin to go to Pop Tates with them. And ask him, like, well, we're just wondering about the car because it's so weird that people keep dumping (laughs) cars in the swamp. We like the environment. So we want to... We we just want to talk a little bit about this car. And Kevin's like, no one cares about the car. The owner picked it up yesterday. (laughs) And they're like, oh? Because, I mean, of course it's not the drug dealer's car, I guess. Yeah, no. Yeah. (sighs) But they, um... Uh, they start talking about the car, and then we move into a scene where it's Betty and Jughead and Sheik and Alice all talking. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) Sheik reveals that, like, I mean... He t- sometimes deals steals his girlfriend Darla's car. And they're like, what? And then Betty is like, what do you know about her? And he's like, not a whole lot. And she's like, well, then what use are you? I'm like, why would he know his... This- Drug dealer's girlfriend. <laughs> why would he know that? Yeah, come on, Betty. But I want you to tell me about Tony Topaz. Anything about her that's not that she and Jughead may have kissed once. Didn't they have some sex? I don't think they had sex, no. Oh, they I don't just know. made out. <laughs> they might have had sex. They definitely made out. Well, they we might... okay, so oh, we don't know anything about Tony Topaz, so <laughs> yeah, but we don't know anything. But Aaron, we don't know her personally. <laughs> That's true. I like I like that. Also, if Tony and Betty talked in this episode, a lot of problems would have been solved. It's true. <laughs> they never do. And Betty doesn't want to deal with this. She's going home to Jughead's house. Uh, no, no this... Is this is when she has to move back in. Yeah, this is when um uh. 
Alice is like, well, you're coming back. And then she's like, I mean, I'll just move out, I guess. And then no one follows up on that and then, at this point. Then, yeah, yeah. Then that's not going to be a thing. Uh, so then we get to see the physical therapy. Which is just dragging sacks of grains around to burn. And being gaslit. Yeah. Yeah, because the nun uh, comes in and was like, oh, you silly girl. I said to put him in the northwest corner. She was like, no. No, you no, didn't. No, you didn't. He's like, oh, we better do it all again. You need to learn how to listen. And I'm like, I guess this is the part where she's breaking them down. But it's not working. <laughs> she doesn't know that Cheryl cannot be broken because Cheryl's crazy. It's true. She's never dealt with an actual crazy person. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, she's, she's only dealt with gay people. <laughs> yeah. Which are and, not, who are not crazy. And teen moms. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> the same place where they do, where they deal with, I guess, teen moms. They deal with gay people. Oh, it sure would have been nice if Betty shut this place down. Because apparently it does, gay, uh, gay conversion therapy is now illegal in 12 states, I want to say. 12 or 11 states And maybe now. one of them is Maine. Or New York. <laughs> Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> Seattle's not a state. It is now. Seattle is a city <laughs> in a state. Oregon? Washington. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Seattle and Portland are not the same city. Yeah, they're also not in the same state. Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, but the two states you said are the... <laughs> yeah, I uh, know. <laughs> Aaron. Uh, yeah. What are you drinking tonight? Oh, Kevin, tonight I'm drinking a delicious sparkling water, a LaCroix. Now, I know a lot of people on the internet and on YouTube pronounce it as LaCroix, but I can tell you this beverage is spelt the same as Cindy LaCroix, who was our high school drama teacher. Yes, it's C-R-O-I-X. That's Croix. Yeah, it's not LaCroix, Americans. Who says LaCroix? People on the internet. That's dumb. Yeah, it's LaCroix. How do you pronounce it? That's worse than... Okay, that is worse than foyer. We know a woman named LaCroix. Yeah, and no, that's just how you pronounce that. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, it's a sparkling water. It's peach pear flavored, and it's delicious. And it has zero calories. I love sparkling water. I recently read this article. Everyone's read it. Kevin, you probably haven't read it, but there's this article that Mark Bitterman recently put out, and it was like the last article you ever need to read about nutrition. Yeah. And uh, in it... like, it's it's a question and answer article, except they're, they're all fake questions. Yeah. And someone's like, if I drink a lot of seltzer, won't that be bad for me? And he's like, Ugh, no. And they're like, but I heard cal- seltzer will decalcify your bones. And he's like, yeah, that's not a thing. <laughs> and they're like, oh, good, because I like seltzer with a snack. Hey, should I eat snacks? <laughs> and it just goes on. But oh. seltzer, not going to decalcify my bones. Good. I'm going to keep drinking all this sparkling, sparkling water. Good. Kevin, would you like some La Croix? You seem to be enjoying it a whole lot. I will have none of your LaCroix. 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 Foyer. <laughs> it's foyer. It's a foyer. It's a foyer. French. It's, 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 not even, it's, not even, it's not even about like being a di- in a different like area. Like, oh, no. it's different. It's, different. it's a French word. It's foyer. Yeah. We come from the land of Papa Poutine. We know how to say French words. The, the only time you can say foyer is if you're in, in the song... Well, I can't remember the song is, but the, the band Imagine Dragons rhymes for your once. Like, that is fine. You're doing it for a rhyme. Yeah, you're doing it on purpose. It's like when bon- Bonnie Vare says ceremony instead of ceremony because it rhymes. Because it rhymes. Because it rhymes. Music. Language is a fluid construct. 
Okay, so we have a little meeting where uh, the girls storm into Mama Blossom's house. But we, but we only get there after they're already sitting down on the couch. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to see that. I want to see them all, like, pushing their way in past this frail old lady. Yeah, it would have been great. This would have put their hand on her burns. And then a very bizarre scene happens. So Mama Blossom is like, not that I need to answer to you, but I discovered that Cheryl had a lot of deviant thoughts, so I sent her to a Swiss boarding school. Here, no, let no, me... She, she, at this point, she does say a mental institution, just a faraway one. Did she say mental... I thought she, it was still a boarding school nope. that was going to fix her problems. Um, I don't... Th- I, th- I think she... I think she's still trying to make it classy and, like... Yeah, but she doesn't... But she admits that it's, like, a place to fix her problems, not a boarding school right. anymore. And then she's like, I can prove it to you. And she pulls a single drawing <laughs> yes. of Josie and Cheryl out of a book. And and Josie recognizes it as very similar to a drawing that she got. With a bloody heart. Oh, so long ago at this point. Who knows how long ago. Uh, and then Mo Blossom is like, I have dozens of them. And I was like, I feel like you don't. And, and then she's like, and if you keep pushing, then I'll show it to the town. And I'm like, what? So? Okay. I mean, Kevin's already openly gay, and we haven't seen any real, like... And apparently, according to, like, Kevin just, like, you know, going into the forest, there's a lot of gay people in Riverdale. Yeah, they hang out in the forest. And I haven't seen any real, like, homophobia in the town. I think this is a world where homo... being... I was... I'm trying to be, like, where homophobia is bad, but then... Homophobia is bad in our world. (laughs) This is a world where it is okay to be whatever you want to be. Yeah, it it does not feel super judgmental, except for from, from Penelope, and it really feels like Penelope doesn't get it. She's like, the entire town, she's from a different century! Penelope just hates Cheryl. Like, this is the only thing, I, I do think she maybe also doesn't like gay people, um, but I mean, like, she... She doesn't even realize that the town she is in apparently is fine with it. With well, with the son of the sheriff being gay. Openly gay. Openly gay. Well, Kevin, let us not forget our original canon yeah. from season one. Yeah. That the Blossoms are vampires. <laughs> Penelope very well is from the 1880s. And she just doesn't realize time has gone by. Yeah. Like, that's the only way that makes her make sense. Anyway, but of course, because Josie... But Josie is upset because Cheryl did give her a pig's heart. Did give her a pig's heart. But Josie apparently can't separate that to also helping a human being. No, she's out. So she's like, I'm out of the situation. And Tony has been like, oh, don't worry. Me and her are dating now. Yeah, it's fine. She it's, doesn't love you. It's, don't worry about it. She moved on, I guess. She was just working through something. It's very hard when you have an awful mother. Yeah, it's like I'm not saying that Josie needs to forgive Cheryl for giving her a pig heart. Because that's pretty... Pretty crazy. Yep. But, like, she admitted that she sent her away to, like... A rehabilitation center. Yeah, which... Is not great. <laughs> yeah, come on, Josie. And, have... like, y- you guys know Mama Blossom. You know she's not... You know Cheryl's not going anywhere yeah. good. Yeah, come on, Josie. Have some of that, that main character uh, <laughs> commitment that we want to see from you. Don't step out of storylines. Lean into <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, lean in. Get, you're in a storyline, Josie. Get back in there. It's good. It's good. Go in. Um. So Betty wants her mom to sign a form so that she can get a serpent tattoo, <laughs> which her mom clearly does not want. But more importantly, Sheik screwed up. And brought she, Darla home. Yeah, she she made a mistake. She panicked. 
Sheik has the least chill of anybody. And we're, we're about to learn that the Coopers, as a whole... Have no chill. Don't have much chill. But Sheik decided that he would go to Darla. Because that will make it better. Then the most predictable thing happens. Darla comes back with him. Guys, Sheik has less cool than Jimmy Cooper. Yeah. 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 Uh, we do we do step away for a little bit to learn that uh, Jughead is... Helping Luke Perry Andrews with his campaign speech? <laughs> because, now Luke Perry says he's the best writer I know. I think the correct answer is he's the only writer I know because one of them is Alice Cooper and she's crazy. One of them is Betty Cooper and I'm not quite sure about her yet. And there's Hal, but he's very bad. <laughs> and also not on screen right now. He was not hired to be in this episode. <laughs> so Jughead! Jughead. And Archie's like, my life is complex. <laughs> So Darla is weirdly Southern. Yeah, Darla she, is... She's also... She was on an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where she had, like, a congenital heart defect or a brain tumor and made monsters appear. Oh. I don't know. People... Someone will remember her from Buffy. She's someone. not Darla, though. No, she's not Darla from Buffy. Uh, I did keep thinking that, though. But this Darla uh, is the worst. She's weirdly Southern. Yeah. And she just wants to hustle the Coopers for some money. Yeah, she's like, hey. She's, she does a lot of the round talk where she's like, well, it's just like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he took my car and then went out to, like, you know, find some uh, skank and then, like, got himself killed and then stares at Alice. <laughs> like, but, you know, maybe if someone just paid me the $10,000 he owed me, I'd go on my way. And I'd never come back. Never and ever. Amen. <laughs> and Betty's like, now hold on a second. But Alice... Is like, yeah, let's get the money right now. All right, no, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, we'll give you, we'll give you that money. But he's like, no. And like, why? What does she have other than her car? And like a weird, vague story. Yeah, Alice Cooper could be like, definitely not. Yeah, you, you you're a random drug addict. Yeah. What? <laughs> I, no one knows, and yeah. if there's one thing that people don't like in Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> people from not Riverdale. Yeah. Especially people who might, who, especially poor people, let's be clear. Yeah. And do, rich people. They only true. like medium people. It's, it's, it's true. If you're middle class, you're doing fine. But if you're upper or lower class, Riverdale hates you. You're the worst. You're the worst. Uh, uh, but yeah, there's a whole thing where it's like, um, well, I have to, well, like, well, we can't get it right now because it's late at night. And then the like, bank like, doesn't open until 8 a.m. And then we'll go. And then John's like, no, only one of you will go. And Alice is like, Betty. And it's like, what? And at this moment, I'm like, is Alice going to kill her? But I think Alice is actually just trying to get her daughter out of the situation. I guess, yeah. Um. So then we have a dumb short scene where Veronica and Archie talk. And she's like, well, I'm home now. And God and Gucci willing, we can find Cheryl. And there has never been a moment in any, in, in all my years on this earth, where I got more douche chills than that exact <laughs> moment where someone said God and Gucci in the same sentence. Veronica's the worst. She is, she, she got, she just did her commencement. <laughs> Or whatever it's called. Oh, her... Her religious thing. Her thing where she was supposed to do it when she was 12. Yeah, but... But we really bent it for purposes of the show. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Communion? Her first communion? No, no. no. It was whatever whatever the Catholics do. Convocation. Anyway, uh, don't don't say God and Gucci willing. No one should ever say God and Gucci willing again. Ever. Ever. 
So they go into the house and gasp. <laughs> Andre's being beaten up by a man in a ski mask, which gives Archie PTSD. So Archie Robo runs after Ski Mask Man. Yeah. It's not the Black Hood. It's no. Yeah. Adams. It's, a- it's who we a- just met. Yeah, it's Adams who we don't. <laughs> he pulled out the mask and goes, Adams. And I'm like, Adams? Well, you may have noticed there were two B-suited men in the show this <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah. No, we're, no, we've never seen Adams before this episode. And we never even get his name until the moment he's revealed. Yeah, this is not. <laughs> be like me pulling the mask all of a sudden and being like, Jacob! Well, you know what? "What?" Actually, they did mention his name earlier, just because I wrote down the names on the show were dumb, Lenny and Carl, and they're like, and Andre and Adams, and I was like, why does Andre get called by his first name, and Adams is called by his last name, unless his first name is Adams, (laughs) and then I went down a hole. His name is Adams Adams. Adams Adams. Adams Adam. Yeah. Duh. Duh. Anyway, uh, and then (laughs) Adams is like... You tell him to. You tell Lodge to sell, and then he runs off. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention the Italians. Oh yeah, what they actually want? Yeah, they want Hiram to give each of them twenty five percent of the income from the prison. I wasn't clear if it was twenty five percent each or twenty five percent. Oh, like yeah. for both of them. Either way, Hiram's like, no. <laughs> to be fair, the way you said it makes more sense because I don't think they share. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we're best friends. We share everything. There's no way they share. You give twenty five percent. I get twelve point five. He gets twelve point five, and we get and we have it together. Just just like we share a timeshare. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we fight over the Christmases, though. But that's just what's fun about, about I, I don't know, I guess they're in love now. Aww. I guess so. But they can't spend time together. <laughs> I want with that scene where they're threatening him and with them just holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> just across the table. <laughs> and then Veronica tries to get on it and she like reaches across and holds Archie's hand. <laughs> and then Hiram holds his own hand. And, I, and Andre holds Adam's hand. And Adam's is like... <laughs> and they're all just having like a hand-holding standoff. <laughs> Guys. What a weird sequence of events that would have been. Why would that have happened? Why did we have Veronica to that scene? Who knows? Uh, but the Lodges, I guess, are having a war meeting. Yep. And they're really bad at Mafia. They're so bad at Mafia. Because, like, so... So Lodge is like, oh, well, we have to give them what they want or else they'll, I guess, just keep beating them up. But I'm like, you're literally opening a prison. But we have no protection because Andre's in the hospital and Adams is a traitor. <laughs> we literally had two dudes. And then Archie's like, I'll keep watch. And I, But I'm thinking, hire the ghoulies. Hire anyone. You, yeah. You're the mafia. I'm sure you can hire protection. Hire tall boy. <laughs> soft boy like i know the serpents hate yeah hiram but soft boy still likes him yeah soft boys soft, soft boys, boys down with any down for anything he's on the outs i'm just like i can't imagine that you as a mafia guy can't get some protection for a short time mm-hmm. like, you and can- then you own a prison and then you <laughs> pin the crimes on your confederates and you put them in your prison yeah because you know all their crimes man problem solved problem solved so the next day, Betty's going to go get the money, and she'll have no problem getting it, because it's in their shared account. Yeah, I guess Betty can... I, bet, I guess the <laughs> child of this person can just deduct $10,000. Well, we gotta go deduct $10,000, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> We're the yeah. child of a person. Yeah, I, I guess if we just have their card, we can just be like, give me $10,000. We oh, share well, one name. <laughs> 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 um, 
meanwhile, at the Blossom House, it is reinforced to us that Penelope Blossom is from a different era. Yeah, let's cut in all the stuff that happens in this scene. So we do see the TV, which is like a, oh my god, a super old cathode ray tube. Yeah, and she's watching <laughs> Show you a painting. Yeah. To be fair, you can stream that on Twitch. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> she's just watching Twitch. <laughs> and, all, and Penelope makes mention of the water closet. And uh, if Mama Rose has to use the bathroom again, she needs to hold it. Yeah. Who calls a bathroom a water closet in 2018? Yeah. Who's not... Maybe if you're British, I'd give you a little bit more of a leeway, but... But she not. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Then Nana, Nana Rose... I almost keep calling her Aunt yeah. Rose. Nana Rose... Throws herself to the ground and starts to crawl to the phone. Which is like one of those, like, one earpiece, one mouthpiece phone. Because that's... <laughs> I mean, granted, this little house is her house, and she's very old. She never updated. I guess. It's just, it's it's crazy. I mean, we have, we, well, we had grandparents, and they... I mean, they had an old phone. Yeah, but not like a turn-of-the-century 1909. No, it was a rotary phone. O- operator, connect me with the other operator. I want to talk to all the operators at once. <laughs> she had a red rotary phone, our grandma. Yeah. Anyway, so she finally gets the phone. She calls the high school. She demands that she be able to speak to Antoinette Topez. Which, why does she know her full name? Maybe she doesn't. The school just does it. (laughs) That's true. Anyway, she talks to Tony. She says that Cheryl's nearby. She's nearby. She's with the sisters. She's with a lot of time just, like, not getting to the point. Yeah, you need to tell her immediately. She's with the sisters of Quiet (laughs) Sorrow. It's, super creepy. She's like, she's nearby. And then... Um, Autonomous yep. rips that phone cord right out of the wall. Yeah. is like, hello, mother. <laughs> and Grandma Rose just smiles. And if he murders that old woman, I'm burning this house to the ground. <laughs> uh, <sighs> is this where Betty gets a call from her mom? At this, yes. I was yeah. right now, at this point, I started, like, blacking out in the episode because things are about to get crazy. Things are going down. Betty's at the bank. She gets a phone call from her mother. Her mother says, don't come home, don't come home. There's two of them now. Because <laughs> of course there is. Yeah, the landlord. Yeah, the, the, the guy from the motel is there. The punchy landlord. And apparently they don't care that <laughs> she made a phone call. Yeah, they don't notice. She could have been calling the police for all she they know. She calling anyone. These are bad criminals. Everyone's bad. But Alice is like, don't come home. And Betty smiles. Well, I don't know if she smiles, but she has a, has a She has look. a thought. <laughs> Okay, and then Kevin, Kevin has yeah. information. Kevin, no. If oh, no, first, first Tony's like, yeah, it's the creepy old grandma called me, and she keeps saying Cheryl's with the sisters. Veronica's like, hmm, whatever could she mean? I mean, there's the sisters of quiet mercy, but it couldn't be them. They're an orphanage and a horrifying place. <laughs> and then Tony's like, Maybe it's them. <laughs> Maybe it's that horrifying thing you mentioned. Literally, if Tony talked to anybody other than Veronica, they would have been like, oh my god, it's the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. They're terrifying. Oh no! I mean, even Archie would have been like, yeah, no, they're terrifying. They're bad. I don't think he's ever been there. Didn't he go? Oh no, that was Jughead. Yeah, no, Jughead and Betty went. And, and then they also went back. <laughs> did Art? No, Archie did Archie didn't... go with Betty when she was investigating Sheik? She might have went with Betty when he when she was... um. Yeah, I feel like she went with Be- he went with Betty at least once. Anyway, maybe during one the know. maybe during one of the black mask things. Oh, because mm. the black mask because they were involved with the black mask yes, somehow. That's right. So yeah, I mean he would have been like, yeah, no, it's them. Anybody but Veronica. 
Anyway, Veronica's like, well, we'll ask Kevin. He might know some things about them. <laughs> and Aaron, I have a question for you. Why do you think Kevin, why do you think Veronica thinks Kevin would know something about these people? Because he's gay. Because he's gay, so he knows everything about gay conversion therapy. I mean, I would hope it's because he's the only employee of the school paper. (laughs) Anyway, Veronica brings Tony to her gay best friend. And Kevin's like, oh yeah, they do terrible things. Yeah. But conveniently, the gay boys can sneak out to have sex with other gay boys in the woods. And then I guess go back. This is how they get there. And Tony's like, can we get there? To rescue Cheryl? Yeah, because apparently they have... Apparently the Sisters of Quiet Mercy used to be bootleggers. So I guess temperance isn't one of their things. Uh, Do they follow any? I can't imagine this place that is this crazy with their, like, gay conversion and their unwed teen mother and their crazy religiousness don't also follow temperance. It's religious wine. Hmm? It's religious wine. Oh, yes. The blood of Christ. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I know that actually there are, like, there like... During uh, Prohibition, there were, like, churches that were, that didn't do temperance, that were actually fine with, I mean, let's think about how long ago Prohibition was. (laughs) Maybe there were just better nuns in charge of the Sisters of Quiet Mercy then. (laughs) More chill nuns? Yeah. Yeah. Less terrible wastes of human bags? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Betty went back home. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Alice is like, why did you come back? But she, she gives them the money, and they're like, now nah, you leave. And the criminals are like, no, we like it here. We live here now. <laughs> no, you gave us money, <laughs> and you're nice. And we still have, like... We still have information on yeah, you. Yeah, the, the situation has not changed at all. We still have this information. So now we live in your house. Yeah. Maybe they should have exchanged it for, like, a car or something. Or, yeah. like, anything other than just, like, we'll give you money, and you will leave. So, uh, <laughs> luckily, the serpents... Kick down Betty's door. Why? Why did they open the door? <laughs> like, they, sh- they, oh, they shatter the door frame. That door needs, like, it needs to be redone. Yeah. But no, all those baby serpents, they storm in with their knives. <laughs> They're like, hey, here's the crazy thing. They don't, like, they, they do kind of threaten them. Like, so the big guy was like, I, like, Sheik, if you're not, I guess, nice. Because she was yeah. thinking that he was going to leave or something. I can't remember. I don't know. He's like, I'll carve out your sister's eyeballs. So he has a box cutter, because that's his thing. Yeah, I he guess. loves the box cutter. Uh, they all the come with their knives. But rather than threatening him, Jughead's just like, all right, now here's some logic for you. Maybe you take your money and leave, because uh, no one's going to listen to you over the Coopers. I'm like, yeah, you could have done this the night before. You didn't even have to give him any money. Yeah. But now that you've given the money, it's worse. Yeah, you could have just been like... Because cause now there's proof. You... Took out $10,000. They have $10,000. There is... You have given proof. Well, I mean, Alice will just say that she had to pay Hal off about something, or... How do you think Hal's going to support that? Well, she's going to say, who would you believe, me or Hal? Hal slept with Penelope Blossom. <laughs> I like I like how now it just becomes a sequence of, who are you going to believe, her or me? Who are going to believe, him or me? Like, at a certain point, it would have just been better for the... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway... Yeah. That happens, and he's like, no one will believe you, and they're like, take their money and go. She can, I swear she's going to come back like, um, that stupid I don't think she's going to come back, I think Sheik is going to come back. Well. Alice kicks Sheik out. Yeah, Alice is like, maybe you should leave. Do you want to find funny about this entire thing? Because Sheik's like, uh, or Alice is like, Sheik, you, um. Have put us in danger twice. Yeah, you put us in danger twice. And I'm like, both the times that Sheik has put him in danger has nothing to do with his creepiness. 
Yeah. Like one time he had one time the guy just came there. I don't think she called him. No, I think he found him. Yeah. He might have. Like I might have honestly forgotten. Yeah. Um and then the second time she was being don't get me wrong, real dumb, but not creepy. Like he was being very childlike, honestly. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on with Sheik. I feel like the story's unresolved, but I also thought the Black Hood story was unresolved. And that so. may still be unresolved. Who, who knows what I know. Who knows? Anyway, so Sheik's going to leave, I guess. Yep. So it really feels like she's abandoning him again. Like, don't get me wrong. This sucks because Sheik brought a lot of stuff on them. But I mean, Betty has put them in worse situations. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. It really feels like Sheik is getting abandoned again. And I feel bad for Sheik. Until, unless there's a twist after this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, we do not know. Yeah. So, uh, Veronica and Archie go home. Veronica says, okay, I'm home. You're off duty for the night. Because she's going to sneak out eventually. But, yeah. But first, Hiram wants to have a private talk with Archie. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, ooh, it's being in the mafia thing. It's hard. I'm going to give them the money. And then Archie has an idea. He's like, wait, did you tell him yet? Because I've got an idea. And of course, Hiram's like, mm, my <laughs> yes. teenage companion. He'll fix everything. <laughs> yeah, tell me my confidant. Tell me what your idea is. <laughs> and then... Uh, we cut to Luke Perry. Because apparently it's Friday and he's announcing his candidacy. Yeah. And Archie misses it. Yeah. Because, okay. We'll, get, we'll come back to that. Uh, but then we get to see what Archie's plan is. Which is that he asks <laughs> Reggie for help. And he says, if you do this for me, I'll give you the bulldog vote. And, I mean, that's more votes than the serpent vote, but who cares? Well, well and also, like, Archie, it's the mafia. Yeah, you're teenage boys. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're like, um, don't, like, how did Hiram go along with this? Hiram, Archie's like, I have a plan. And Hiram's like, tell me what your plan is. And Archie's like, I'm going to ask my friend for help. I mean, it worked with the serpents chaining themselves to the school. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but serpent chaining themselves to the school is different than the mafia. Archie's solution is continually just ask his friends. So uh, then, then we get the big moment of the episode. So Veronica and Tony dress up in sexy cat suits and high heels, which are not at all adequate for sneaking to sneak into the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Yeah, they choose very unsneaky. I don't know what Tony's very wearing on Very rebellion Because I cannot see what Tony had on her feet. But Veronica's wearing heels. Yeah, and a cat suit with a boob window. Yeah, and Tony is wearing a bra with a mesh top over top. Which, in the darkness, makes her look like she's just wearing a bra with a coat over it. Yeah. Her serpent's jacket. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, yeah, I guess you're ready for infiltration. So they uh, sneak into the school. I'm, I'm more of upset that Kevin didn't come up in, like, cutoffs and, like, a half shirt. <laughs> He's like, I'm ready for infiltration. Sneaking. Like, if you're going to make Tony and uh, and uh, Veronica, Veronica dress, all, dress all sexy, make Kevin dress sexy. He was wearing a pretty tight t-shirt. Yeah, but he always wears a tight t-shirt. He also wasn't sneaking. I he need, was just standing. Yeah, I need skin, Aaron. So uh, they sneak into the school and then start run, <laughs> running, running around through and the shouting. halls <laughs> and shouting the name Cheryl because that's subtle. Subtle. Uh, and it's movie night, so Cheryl's crying, crying, and watching the movie. You know, what we're, ta- we're talking about like they can't break her because she's crazy. I don't think this is her being broken. I think this is her just like I'm going to have to burn this place down. <laughs> 
I'm sad going to about have this. to kill everyone. <laughs> like, there are some people I don't want to kill. Can I get them out? No. Everyone, My heart weeps for them. Everyone will have to burn. Like, this is... this. This isn't really, um, like, if they had not rescued Cheryl at this point, she would have burned that building down. Yep. She would have, like, there's She would have found that tunnel. There's a lot of, like, um, mixing up between, like, like, you know, Carrie. I think Firestarter. (laughs) (laughs) I think she has pyrokinesis. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Tony finds her. They uh, kiss in front of the movie projector. And all the gay people. Stare. Yeah. And then. Then Veronica busts in. we have to go. And Aaron? <laughs> no one else leaves. No, they just sit there. No, all... They don't rescue the rest of the gay kids. The rest of them have been broken by the physical therapy, Kevin. Either that or they're just like, I'm in a building full of other gay people. We're having sex all the time. No one knows. I, I can just leave through the basement because we all know that exit. We come back because this is where the the sex is. And then, so weird, the nuns chase them. And the nuns can see them the entire time. <laughs> the nuns never run. They just, like, march. Yeah, they have their flashlights and they walk quickly. It's like they're characters in a video game. <laughs> and you just have to, like, get ahead of the patrol. Yeah. It's like an, like, 1996 Legend of Zelda game. Yeah. Meanwhile, Veronica, in her quite ridiculous getup, is able to run just fine, I guess. And they escape. And they escape into the woods. And then they put a crowbar over the door, and the nuns just bang on the door. And I guess now it's fine. Because apparently you can just escape it. You can just leave it. And once you're out. Once you're out, you're out. You're out. Which means, once again, all those, oh, man, now those gay people don't have their exit. Yeah. They really screwed over all those other gay people. Well, I mean, Kevin, they're not all gay people. There's also unwed mothers there. No, but in that room, they're specifically watching the, um... Why, why don't they have the unwed mothers watch the anti-gay films? Because all sinners are the same. <laughs> I mean, even unwed mother just being like, why am I watching this? I'm having a baby. All sinners are the same. So which means some movie night Cheryl had to watch the don't have teen sex yeah. ones. Yeah. It's a rotating skill. This is a really, really bad... I mean, no, that's no okay. surprise there. And every time our heroes go to this place, they just make it worse for everyone there. Yeah. I feel real. They're very I mean, bad people. I already felt bad for the people inside, but it, it definitely is getting worse and worse for everyone inside. Yeah. Well, maybe before that, they were just once again happy just being in a room where they knew that everybody in there was gay or an unwed teen mother. Yeah. And to possible. be fair, it's pretty easy to see which one is which. It's true. Yeah. Uh, so we alluded to this, but Archie asks his friends for help, and his friends blow up the cars of the Italians. <laughs> no, the car. They came in the same car, Aaron. Remember? But they had to check their cars. No, their ca- only one car blew up. I think. I think the um the guy was like cars because he expected they took different cars, but they no, they took the, the same together. car because Aaron. They're in love. That's fair. Yeah. And if, you, if you're in love, you can't be in separate cars. That's well, not how love works. Well, they drove together. Aaron, why would they drive separately? They're staying in the same apartment or hotel room. They're staying in... Okay, anyway. Yeah, they're staying together. Anyway. Yeah. We're running long. Yeah. Archie and his friends blow up the car of the Italians. Yeah. And then they say, we're <laughs> no, the dark No, with the Italians. Of the Italians. Talents are fine. <laughs> the car of the Italians. Yeah. And uh, then they storm on up with their hoods on, and they say, hey, we're the Dark Circle. Don't mess with Riverdale. <laughs> I'm like, you're clearly still the Red Circle, and everyone knows who you are. Wait, well, I mean, these Italians don't. Uh, They're not true. from Riverdale. That's true. 
They didn't uh, see the YouTube video. But but the good thing the police come, or else these Italians would have definitely shot all these kids. It's okay. I think the kids are wearing armor. Like maybe? Archie's hood was like body armor. <laughs> uh, 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 I don't yeah, know. Maybe. So uh, uh, then a whole bunch of short scenes where Molly Ringwald Andrews confronts Archie and about we, not being at his dad's speech. And me and Aaron couldn't figure out why he wasn't there. It's because he was... T- we're pretty sure he was talking to Reggie, but we're not sure why he couldn't have done that at literally any other time. Yeah, because well, when he's talking to Reggie, it's dark. When he when his dad's doing oh. the announcement, it's still light. See? But when he brought Veronica home and found out about the thing... <laughs> It was dark. So it actually has nothing to do with Hiram Lodger's entire... It's because he was on a date with Veronica. Maybe. This show has no sense of time. <laughs> I mean, he could have been at school and not able to leave school because he was in <laughs> class. Who knows? And Molly, Molly just forgot about it. Who knows with this show? Uh, so then Archie uh, gets a present. Oh, no, not yet. First, what? Alice no. Cooper goes oh. to the school and apologizes to the baby serpents. Right. And then goes to make out with FP with her dark-colored lipstick. Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe that's not what happened, but we're uh, pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah, he throws away his gum. Yeah. That's kissing, <laughs> that's kissing motion. Gross. Yeah. Then Archie gets a present. Yeah. From Hiram. <laughs> Which is a car. Because now Archie's going to drive Veronica everywhere. Archie, the boy who doesn't have a license. And he certainly has had no time to get a driver's license <laughs> since his dad got shot. Four weeks ago? He's 15! <laughs> They're sophomores. I mean, Jughead can drive. Gosh, Jughead, I think, had to repeat a grade. Also, Betty can drive? I don't, and Veronica drives. Wait a second. When when Betty and Archie kiss in the car, Betty was driving, right? Yeah, Betty drives her own station wagon okay, all the fantastic. time. Uh, but hey, we weren't the only ones who thought about this, because as soon as they get in the car, Veronica drives. Guys, <laughs> these characters are all 15. I think, I think the law just... Thought they bought a car for Archie. They just bought a hassle for Veronica. <laughs> oh. Also, Hiram's like, you know this is a short-term solution. And Archie's like, I bought you time. Calm down. <laughs> Build your prison. Put them in your prison. Even I can figure this out. <laughs> you definitely have evidence of all the stuff they did. Also, why was why was Hiram doing crime when he's doing something legitimate? Well, he wants to go to legitimate. He wants to go legitimate. But the other guys don't? Yeah, but why to get the legitimate thing did he do crime? It feels like... First he liked crime, now he hates crime. Yeah, but he was doing crime to do to get the prison done, because he was bribing the mayor. I don't know. <laughs> that's, he doesn't think that's crime, that's just fun. I'd, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's one more scene. Yeah, Cheryl is back, and her and Tony are sitting on the uh, the couch together. And I want to know where Cheryl lives. I'm assuming with Tony. She can't. Tony lives with her grandpa. Yeah. I'm There's sorry. no room. It's going to be his Betty and Jughead situation again. So, yeah, Cheryl's going to sleep in the bed, and then gr- her grandpa and Tony are going to sleep on the pull-out couch. Uh, uh, but Cheryl has something else to do, which is where she goes up to Kevin. And she's like, I hear you're doing the school music. You're directing the school musical Carrie, so I can be the star. And he's like, you can come to auditions tomorrow. And then she's like, no, I'm going to be the star, and this school is going to burn. Yeah. What? What? Why? <laughs> to what end? Why do you hate the school? The school didn't do anything. Because she mentions revenge is something, something, something. But, like, <laughs> the school did nothing. Your mom is the one. Why are you threatening the school? Yeah. There's no better Carrie White than me. I'm like, what? 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 She- 
Carol, what is what are you doing? This- what has the school done to you? <laughs> Nothing is the answer. Yeah, I mean, sure, some people were kind of mean to you, but you were also kind of mean to some people. That's true. And that's the end of the episode is that dumb line and Kevin going, ooh. Uh, the next episode's got to be the musical one, right? Right? Maybe. Right? I don't know. Maybe. That'd be a jump head in time. Well, well, unless they just do a lot of montages where they sing the songs. <laughs> Montage heavy. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic was crushed in hand like two young men arm wrestling, only to be replaced with drama? I did. Yeah. And it was that arm wrestling. (laughs) I don't even... Were they... They were just trying to prove that everyone's vying for votes? I don't know. I think they wanted to show two buff boys arm wrestling. With more buff boys in the background. Because Archie threatens Reggie for, for, like, intimidating his dad. We didn't need that scene. We already know that Archie cares about his dad, even when he's, like... Yeah. And we already know that Reggie loves insulting people. That's his campaign. Yeah. That the scene does nothing... it, it, It was the dance scene. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, but instead it was for boys. Like, if they had a dance fight, yeah. 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 Kevin, yeah. did you find a CW moment? Uh, it was a tight one between two of them. Um, I couldn't, for the, I could, I couldn't rightfully pick the, um, uh, Mrs. School's Gonna Burn one, because it was too much out there. So I decided <laughs> that I would pick Veronica's weird boob window outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was no reason for her to wear that for her sneaking. <laughs> yeah, like, I understand that's not specifically drama, but but there was no logic to it. But there was no logic to it. It just made her white chest shine like a beacon to nuns. <laughs> yeah, and like, sure, that does sound like a very Veronica thing to do, I guess. But like, she also could have looked very sexy in like a turtleneck and some leather leggings if they wanted to go for sexy. Yeah, a combat turtleneck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a turtleneck for sneaking, just like Seth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seth looked very handsome in that turtleneck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Turtleneck with her pearl necklace over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and she would look like the rock when he has a turtleneck and the chain. Yes. Yeah, turtleneck and chain. I mean, she could have worn, like, a really cute knit cap. <laughs> but it looked great. Yeah, see, I, I more of, like, the idea of Veronica going, like, she wants to look nice, but she's... I like her looking nice, but being aware of what she should wear. I feel like yeah. that should be the thing. It's like, because it's... It's like what she's wearing does not make any sense for what she's doing. But if she was like, I'm going to be sneaky and I know what I should wear, yeah. but I know the best way to wear it. Exactly. That would have been better for Veronica. Mm-hmm. Rather than being like, I'm going to wear the exact wrong thing in this situation. Nuns, come at me. Tony you wasn't, can see me. Tony's wasn't super better, but... But at least she was wearing her jacket. She was wearing her jacket. Hers, honestly, looked like she just wore clothes. Yeah, I think she just wore what she wore to school. <laughs> Veronica dressed up. And she, Tony says that. She's like, can't you dress up for sneaking? <laughs> also, also, I like when you walked away, you saw a very sparkly line of her zipper, which yes. means that cup, that shows up in the dark. <sighs> no wonder the nuns found them. <laughs> also, also, they were screaming also, Cheryl's were name. Screaming Cheryl's name. And uh, there's no nuns there on movie night. I guess. Yeah, no one's watching the children. They just leave them alone in a room. Yeah. I mean, movie night's when they all make out. 100%. Except for the teen mothers. Yeah. Well, they might also make out. Who knows? Yeah. All the teen mothers come out of the school, out of it converted. (laughs) 
<laughs> gay conversion does not work. It, I mean, it does in one direction. <laughs> Guys, we know that gay conversion is a bad thing. We do not condone it. <laughs> yeah, no, we're ma- we're making jokes because it's terrible. Terrible. And a lot of places are outlawing it now, which is good. Which is good. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess we should go to the... Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> we need to talk about stuff. So, hey, if you uh, if you like that, you should give us a rating, review, subscription on uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. You can also hit us up on social media. We're getting weirdly involved with it. Yes. You can find this on Twitter and Instagram as Podcast Moa, Podcast M-O-A, or you can email us, also Podcast Moa, Podcast M-O-A, at gmail.com. So is she gone for good? Who will be student body president? What does Cheryl mean by she will burn the school to the ground? For answers to all this and more, join us soon on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 